A family of cardinals has moved into the tree that I can see out the window near my podcasting desk. It's also my work desk, my writing desk, some days my dining room table. I stare out the window at the leaves unfurling from tiny green buds and wonder about the cardinals. Were they always there and I'm just now noticing them on account of how much time I have to look out the window? How do they experience this moment? Their home is among the backyards that connect all the buildings on our block. Usually it's quiet back there, an occasional family gathering, a radio play too loud on a weekend afternoon. And when the pandemic first took hold, of course, it was even quieter than usual. After a week or so, the family that lives across the fenced-in yard would slip out for a precise hour each day. The mother walking the perimeter of the backyard, hands shoved into her coat pockets looking down, the father trying to make the most of it, tossing a ball with the two children, then going back into the apartment and leaving the ball in the mud. Now, two months in, they're out more often. The mother looks happier, resigned, I guess. And this non-space, this corridor of strangers, is now the most active part of our block. Dogs and birds, children, the man who paces on business calls downstairs on the first-floor patio, his outdoor furniture still covered, the woman who smokes weed that drifts into our apartment through the air conditioners I never took down and have never sealed properly. Everything's shifted, rearranged, yet we're still here. Lucky, I guess, to notice the cardinals in the trees as spring takes hold. And I'm lucky you're here with me as we stumble through the portal once more that leads us to the deep night. Friends, hello and welcome to the audio version of our first ever live streaming Deep Night with Dale. I'm Dale, your host, and we broadcast this show, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And we're going to get right to it tonight, because it's a super fun show. You don't need a lot of wind-up for this one. Thanks to everyone who tuned in or watched later. It's still up there on our YouTube channel, so uh, I hope that you check it out. If you haven't already, I got so much feedback uh, about it, and it was all warm and positive, that the show was very welcoming and calming and friends. That's all I've ever wanted. And let's be honest, the desk suits me. <laughs> I like a desk. I do everything here now. <laughs> but the good news is, because that was so much fun... We're going to do it again. Wednesday, May 6th at 8 p.m. EST, that means on the East Coast, uh, but broadcast all over this great nation, we'll be sending out another hour of positive vibrations. And same deal as last time. We've got some terrific guests lined up, a little bit of music, and uh, we can only do this thanks to our producer, Shannon Manning from Good Orbit. Just fantastic to work with her on this. So let's just get to it. Uh, this is audio from our live Zoom show, Featuring an order of appearance, me, uh, then Sadie Dupuis joins us, uh, Sophia Rocklin, Elizabeth and the Catapult Pooja Reddy, and Janie Haddad Tompkins. All magical people, and we were all celebrating Earth Day. I'm so thankful to all of them for their great work and for joining me. So let's get to it, our streaming show from April 22nd. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome to the deep night. Uh, I'm your host, Dale Seaver, and I'm so honored that you're here with me, our virtual selves merging and mingling and vibrating at a very pleasant frequency. Uh, I'd like to thank our good friends at uh, Good Orbit, our producers, who are bringing us into your home tonight, and I'm broadcasting from my home, which uh, due to a number of questionable uh, decisions, <laughs> It's a very small and dark apartment with a heater that's clanging away. Oh, yes. Uh, most of the time uh, I spend uh, here in the uh, little hallway there, uh, spread out on a yoga mat. Uh, that's where the Wi-Fi is best. And that's where I attempt to work from home. And by work from home, I mean uh, scroll through Instagram from 11 to 2. <laughs> 
yes, I try to look and see. I watch people who I thought were of a similar economic strata as myself as they uh, struggle through this moment of trying to figure out what to do with all their lemons from all their lemon trees and their expansive and beautiful backyards. <laughs> Or sometimes they skip a rock outside of their beach house onto the ocean there. It's all very uh, uh, wonderful, and it brings me a great deal of comfort. Now, we have this room uh, that we're in for about an hour or so, because my wife, Galinda, who is a very powerful energy healer, she uses this space for her telemeditation courses and a Zoom Zumba, so we'll have to clear out, but we're going to make the most of it. Yes, we will. We'll do what we can, and uh, I see that uh, some of you, uh, some of you have been making day trips to waterfalls. Oh, that's beautiful. It makes me so happy for you to see that. It does. And, uh, you know, my heart chakras could just explode. <laughs> Thinking about how much nature you get to see. It's really wonderful. Sometimes I eat half an English muffin in the bathroom for a change of scenery. As a treat, once a week, I uh, uh, scurry across the street through a desolate playground, which is now overrun by very aggressive rats as I try to scavenge for the last remaining packs of ramen and a single roll of toilet paper at the, uh, 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 toilet paper rather, at the bodega health food store over there. The great thing about being in that space is that uh, no one is more than two feet away from each other. Very relaxing. It's very relaxing. It's my happy place. It really is. Yes. Um, friends, there's a lot going on. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to all breathe in deep together. Mm, yes. And out. And we're going to shake it out. And we're going to enjoy an hour of entertainment together tonight. Won't that be something? And oh, hey, it's Earth Day it's my favorite holiday. I love all holidays that were forged in the 1970s. Watergate Day and Big Collar Day and Nuclear Treaty Day, all the great ones, but this one's my favorite. I love celebrating it. So we're going to honor uh, Gaia uh, tonight, the great goddess, with, uh, by channeling some divine feminine energy here with all of my guests, so many ladies, and uh, <laughs> we're going to bring them up. But first, uh, let's, let's say hello to our musical spirit for the evening, our musical uh, accompanist, uh, Elizabeth in the Catapult is here. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm sorry. I came on screen a little prematurely there. I was just too excited. To That's talk. okay. There's no, no wrong time to jump in uh, in the, the, into the deep night. Uh, it's really a wonderful. You're feeling some Earth Day vibes there, are you? I'm feeling the Earth Day vibes. I'm in my space cow pajama. Oh. I am feeling. <laughs> That's very appropriate. It's wonderful. Now, uh, 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 do you have a companion that's there with you? Some kind of familiar? I do. I have a rabbit who's hopping around somewhere. Oh. I got upset when everyone started clanging on pots and pans at 7 p.m. outside. Sure. We honor our heroes, but let's not forget about the bunnies. Absolutely. Now, that means you got to get, what, a little extra lettuce or something on the grocery runs? A little extra carrots, that's right. Carrots, yes. I could have gone with carrots, but I went with lettuce. And uh, that proves that I shouldn't have a bunny. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I tried it once. They said, would you like to take one home from the science lab at school? And I tried it. It didn't work out very well. Oh, no. Don't no. tell me the bunny died very quickly. No, the bunny didn't die. No, my goodness. <laughs> that would be terrible. Why would I bring that story up? <laughs> You want to hear about the time I killed a bunny? No, no, uh, no. I just it uh, it was a little bit messier than I thought. Anyhow, anyway. uh, Elizabeth, um, uh, here's what I'd like to ask you to do. Uh, would you mind uh, playing me a little sitting down music? I'll get up and then sit back down. But uh, it just needs to be something uh, low and slow, like the fog slowly spreading across my glasses uh, as I try not to hyperventilate through my homemade mask. <laughs> How's this? Slow enough? That's great. Ow. That's wonderful. Wow. 
That's why people tuned in to see that. <laughs> Somebody slowly sitting down on the internet. The future is everything we thought it would be. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're going to be back in a little bit to play uh, something for us, right? Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Terrific. Good. Thank you. Elizabeth and the Catapult uh, is here. That's wonderful. All right. Well, this is great. How's everybody doing? You could uh, put questions and things in the chats. Uh, I may or may not get to them. I'll be honest with you, but I'll try. I might see them in a day or so. Okay. Now, uh, folks, in times of darkness, when things are a little bit uh, uneasy, right? When things happen to us that we'd rather not happen, like my turtleneck swap meet down at the piers gets canceled due to a stay-at-home order uh, because of a global pandemic, something like that. I always turn to, to music to soothe me. I turn to books to soothe me, perhaps even a little poetry. Well, our first guest is a fine musician and poet. You know her from uh, Sad 13 and Speedy Ortiz. Uh, please welcome Sadie Dupuis. Sadie, there you are. How are you? Bill, how are you? I am doing okay. How's yeah. Earth Day for you? It's been, a, it's been a decent Earth Day. It's been a decent new moon in Taurus. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now you're uh, coming to okay. us from... Okay, yes, I know. That's about as good as we can hope for. Uh, but now you're coming to us from a place I love, Philadelphia. That is where I'm coming to you from. <laughs> yes, score one for me. Uh, now, and there, of course, Earth Day, or as they say, Earthy, right? I, I would bet there's some, some Philly long-termers who say it that way, yeah. Yes, yes. How long have you been there? Four years, a little over four years. That's a good long time. My longest apartment of my adult life. Is that true? Well, yeah. seems like somebody's setting some roots down. Well, I grew up in New York, so uh, adults don't get to stay put too long. Or at least that's true. Do. That's true. Uh, well, you know, I grew up near Philadelphia, so I, I miss it terribly. We uh, swapped. Yes, yes. Well, that's how it works, right? And even trade, I'd say. Mm-hmm. That's how <laughs> housing works in this country. <laughs> yes. But oh, do you miss it though? Do you miss a ride on the SEPTA train? Um, I'm not the hills of Maniunk. The most upper Derby. <laughs> I don't. I don't get to stay home too much because I tour most of the year. So yes. I feel like this is the longest I've stayed put in Philly ever. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> of course, it's all been in my apartment, but yeah. Right. Now, so, so that begs the question, when you get out of here, what's going to be the most Philly thing you run out to do? What do you just have to hit? You know, this is going to drive me to existential despair because I'm worried that a lot of the places I love may not be there when... <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, certainly, there's live music venues that I deeply love here. Johnny Brenda's is a very much a favorite. I'll be very happy when we're all allowed to go see a show at Johnny Brenda's. Yes, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And it does seem like, though, you're, you're doing uh, what you can there. You're cooking up some good brunches. I know. You got to watch me eat a taco. Yeah, that looked good. You had a taco before the show. Got two sitting next to me on oh. a little stepping stool. Tell you, that's a real, see, that's a musician for you. You plan that first taco pre-show, and you know you got the second two coming after the show yep. oh that's good stuff uh, <laughs> now uh, do you, you, see i'm glad at this time that i'm not a minimalist i got a lot of stuff to keep me occupied uh, are, are, you, are you okay there you have enough to, to keep keep you busy um i just if anything's wrong i need to work even more i don't want to process anything yeah. i want to have a project from the moment i wake up that I'm hunched over working on until the moment I go to bed. So I've been keeping so busy that um, my therapist has a lot to say to me about how, how busy I'm keeping. Uh -huh. yeah, but, <laughs> Not in <laughs> favor. <laughs> you know, it's hard, it's hard to strike a balance when you are just in an apartment. Yes, no, I know. And uh, a, a part of your uh, method of working though, as I understand it all along, you have done a lot of recording, a lot of writing from home. Yeah. So you're probably well equipped for this. I am. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, I've been using the, t I mean, I think, I don't know if other people had a very manic first week and a half of this where I was like, I'm going to take audio engineering classes. I'm going to do all of the 
furthering my education stuff that touring's taken me away from. So I had like two weeks of uh, really in earnest trying to study more audio engineering than the sort of DIY methods I know. Uh, yes. But I think even two weeks of consistent class taking has made me a better producer. So. I bet that's true. I bet that's true. And uh, you, you also have started a new endeavor during this time, uh, the, the Wax 9. Yeah, well, I, I, it's not completely new. I started a record label three years ago, and we have a couple albums coming out this year. You might really like Johanna Warren, whose record's coming out next month. She's an amazing guitarist and singer, but she's also a Reiki healer. Um, I like this. We have two records. Yes. Milk Belly came out last month. They're sort of a heavier, they're poppy, but they're also super heavy, riffy. Um, but I turned the record label into a, a poetry journal as well. Because uh -huh. um, if I were to explain all of the, again, manic first two weeks logic behind it, uh, Bandcamp did a great sale where they were like, we won't take a cut. And people were super generous um, with some music that I had recorded 10 years ago that I didn't spend a dime making. Um, so I kind of looked at, at what I learned from Bandcamp and was like, I could probably put this towards a poetry journal that would help some people who are out of work get paid. Um, so we have been doing it for four weeks now. Everyone who gets published gets 50 bucks, which is in the world of poetry, sadly rare. Yeah. I thought it was bad in music in terms of being the last one paid. Poets might have it worse. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's been and really And then cool. dancers after that. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think so. I think that's the artistic hierarchy. Well, in, in month three, when I get really into brushing up my dance skills, I'll find that out for myself. Oh, yes. You, you'll find it very difficult to make any money. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but the thing is that you get uh, poems every week with yeah. Wax Night? I've okay. been doing it once a week. I think when I started, I intended to do just one poet a week. But people have been generous with donations. I've been able to do a couple like paid live stream events that I can put towards the fund. Um, so we've had three, poem, three poets a week for four weeks now. That's great. Not and not uh, uh, Yeah. And is there any poet that you turn to in uh, uh, times of needing some comfort? Ooh, I've been reading a lot of new stuff, honestly. I, I uh, got a subscription to uh, sitting next to my pile of recently finished and upcoming books. Um, Wave Books is one of my favorite publishers. And they do a little thing where you can just like get all the books they're doing that season at a deep discount. Uh -huh. So I've got, got all my Wave Books next to me. Um, yeah, they're all they're all great. Wave books, wonderful. Um, well, uh, uh, Sadie, if you allow me, I thought that I would pull a tarot card for you. Ooh, I I, I don't have to pay for it. Great. No, no, this is all all complimentary. <laughs> but very knowledgeable, and we're going to be using our Philly tarot deck, uh, designed by James Boyle, uh, wow. a great friend of the program. So uh, I've got some cards here. I'm just going to pull the first one. Chariot. Nice. And that's a septa train, as we talk, or a bus, rather. And, uh, of course, uh, with, uh, with all of those, you know that uh, good things are on the way. You may have to wait for it, but you will get to your destination uh, uh, full of promise, uh, uh, no doubt. I love it. So look forward to that. Where can people find out about Wax9? You can go to wax9.com. Okay. Easy to remember, hopefully. That was very easy. And there's a little tab that says journal. Just click the journal. And will you be touring? Will you be touring again? Will I be touring again? Uh, yes. That's to me. Oh, I know. But I mean, the music still continues. You're still uh, doing all of that, yes? Yeah. I am working on some stuff that hopefully I can tell you about soon. <laughs> okay. uh, if any of the rescheduled dates I have this year still happen, that will be wonderful. And I will be happy to see my hometown of New York City. Yes, and we'll be happy to have you here. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> well, Sadie, uh, you can stick around. Oh, I'm sticking around. I got to okay. my tacos. I've got to eat. I know, I know. You're, you're well stocked there. I've got to somewhere, pour a glass of wine. This is my night. Beautiful. Uh, Sadie Dupuy, thank you for being here. I wish you good health. All right, enjoy the tacos. We'll see you in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Uh, I thought I would share a poem that has always meant a great deal to me uh, at this moment. One of my favorites. I hear the clock. It's 6 a.m. I feel so far from where I've been. I got my eggs. I got my pancakes, too. 
I got my maple syrup, everything but you. That, of course, is Jewel, uh, the great singer, songwriter, and poet, and uh, she lived in a car. I lived in a car once, too. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. I did it for about a month or so. And really, uh, what are apartments but cars that have given up? So anyhow, uh, so it is Earth Day, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, those across the gender spectrum. Uh, and when I realized that, I thought, hey, we got to get a plant expert in here. We got to get somebody to uh, fill us in on the ancient knowledge of the planet. Uh, and I, I read the book uh, that she put out. She's an author and anthropologist. Please welcome Sophia Rockland to the program. Sophia, there, there you are. How are you? Good. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, yes. And uh, what is the, the divine picture behind you, if I may ask? Oh, yes. This is, this is not satanic uh, imagery I'm trying to project onto your audience, but rather a Tibetan uh, wheel of life. Wonderful. That is unfinished in the center because the future is unknown. <laughs> Oh, is that how it works? Will you get to fill it in? Does this come with markers or something? Yeah, I'm taking my time. <laughs> yes, no, well, as one should. And this is the book, When Plants Dream. Uh, there you go. Uh, I got it delivered here. I had to wash the whole thing down, but it's still okay. Uh, and now is Earth Day a big day for you? Is this, uh, is this a wild is time Earth for you? Earth Day a big day? It is, yeah. It was a busy morning. It was a busy okay. morning. We are, uh, I work with a, I, I do, a no, I wear a number of hats, but one of them is working with a nonprofit organization called the Chaikuni Institute. Um, and we're based in the Peruvian Amazon. And we are, uh, like many other organizations, facing imminent catastrophe if we don't raise funds to quickly get back on our feet. So we had a kind of manic Earth Day, obviously rooted in prayer and intention and, you know, Pachamama, Gaia, the whole thing. But there were lots of angry emails going back and forth. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like an unusual maybe celebration, but that's what we have uh, right now. Um, and now one of the things, of course, that a lot of the book is about ayahuasca. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe, I don't know why I waited that long for a response. I <laughs> I knew it would be, but maybe you should just explain what ayahuasca is in case some people don't don't know. Happy to, yeah. Um, well, ayahuasca, if you have not read an article on Vice about it yet, um, is a is a <laughs> is a psychoactive potion made from two plants, typically uh, that are endemic from the Amazon basin. Uh, so two plants, Benisteriopsis copy, and another plant called Socotria viridis. Um, and this concoction has been used by indigenous communities throughout the Amazon basin for hundreds, if not thousands of years for the purposes of personal healing, um, you know, mediating conversations between other animal communities, connecting to the cosmos and divine sources, um, and even just as a very practical purgative to make you throw up parasites um that's the, the okay hold on that's the part uh that has always uh, stopped me i'll be honest with you which uh, the, the 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 material aspect yeah that's the one purgative yeah. uh, that's the the purging business of it i mean i like being in a loft with a bunch of guys in robes you know any time of the week but when i have to go in there and there's going to be some purging involved i get i get a little bit uneasy and i've been reluctant to try it but the plant is the idea is that by doing that you're getting rid of stuff that you don't need i guess negative energy that is that is the theory yeah that yeah. is i mean if i could speak personally i would say yes i have that experience um it's a nice kind of if if it's not real it definitely i mean it works on a psychosomatic level where you do have an accumulation of these kind of negative feelings, memories, whatever it might be, and release them in a dramatic purge, Yes, which is quite nice okay. <laughs> to see them go bye-bye. And um, how many times do you think you've done it? I can't say. Too many, too many times. Yeah. Um, and what, what struck me about, uh, in, one of the things that struck me in reading the book uh, is a lot of people see different visions and things when, uh, when they're going through the process of it, right? Uh, and uh, you, you happen to see a, a link from the video game Zelda? <laughs> yeah. Huh. And, and another thing that people have said, and a lot of people, they seem the same things, a lot of half animal, half people, spirits, a lot of uh, trees, a lot of uh, plants and things, which also sounds a little bit like Animal Crossing. And I'm wondering if uh, Nintendo is actually kind of fueled by hallucinogenic uh, plant uh, medicine. 
Hard to say. It may be drawing from the collective field of our memory as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Link's just objectively like a babe too, you know? No so. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> and he's good at cooking too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, these plants, they're speaking to us. That's the real idea, right? These, and even ayahuasca is reaching out its tendrils to inf inform all of us about what the wisdom of plants. They were the first ones here, plants. Yeah, and I suspect that seeing the way things are going right now, they'll be here far after us. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, is a, it is a thought or a belief that plants communicate by speaking to us. And obviously, we as humans actually have quite a narrow scope of definition as to what intelligence and communication is. But if you look at it from just a very chemical level, plants are constantly in communication with us. You know, they're sending pheromonal signals and in basically seducing the world uh, and in inviting us to either pollinate or, you know, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, pardon my French. Um, no. And that is the language of plants from the scientific perspective, right? <laughs> go see. into the, the indigenous ecological perspective where things get a little bit different. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what, do, you, do you have house plants in the home? I do kind of. Yeah, I have um, philodendrons, if you're familiar. They're kind of like yes. the, they're like the, the Dalmatians of the plant in house plant world, you know, like the popular yeah. Dalmatians were popular in like the 90s though. I don't I don't think that applies anymore. What's the what's the dog now? The in dog, the Visla? Oh, I don't even know what that looks like. Vishlas are kind of hot these days, yeah. 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 Is it a furry, a big one? They're there's slim boys kind slim of boys. slim boys. Good slim boys. Slim boys are very in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now, um do you think the plants are listening to us though? The house plants? Should we be concerned about what they're, what's going on? Do you want to ask there? or what? Oh, oh well, <laughs> presenting herself. Uh, <laughs> hello. But do you think there's a smart, what do you think is the smartest plant? The smartest plant? Well, um, maybe piggybacking off of the famous author, uh, Michael Pollan, he yeah. might say that some of the smarter plants are the ones that we use the most. So the plants that have actually uh, convinced us or tricked us into propagating them the most widely. So that might be corn, wheat, apples, um, cannabis is quickly rising up the ranks. Um, and all of these different kind of botanical dudes are like the, the winners of the game, as it were. Yeah. I think a fern's pretty chill. Ferns are pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. I love a good fern. I wouldn't kick a fern out of bed. No way. Ferns are really old, too. That's what I mean. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're so yeah. elegant. We could all learn from ferns. We could. Marigolds, on the other hand, no thank you. What? Very fussy. Hmm. <laughs> this is where you and I diverge. <laughs> 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 my I mean, from, from a historical perspective, like I, I'm, I, I fancy myself an ethnobotanist. So somebody yes. who studies cultures and plants and marigolds actually have a beautiful history. Um, they're called Sempatrucil in parts of Mexico. And they're, and actually in Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, people would line the streets with marigolds because they, um, they're like the color of the sun. Um, and actually from the gravestones to the houses, they would invite the spirits of the dead over to the houses brought by the marigold petals. So think twice before. Well, I will. <laughs> I will. It might just be a personal thing. Maybe we have to resolve it in the, what is that plant space called? That sort of uh, heightened level. Vegetable television. Vegetable. I need to get in there with a the marigold and hash things out. Like couples counseling. You have plenty of time. Well, yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> marigolds on demand. We give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there something uh, the, the way to do to, to access the vegetable television that wouldn't uh, be quite as uh, you know physically taxing? Is there like a tea I could have? Yeah, well, um, in theory, I mean, any plant we have three hundred and ninety-one thousand um, identified species of plants. And in theory, I mean, based off of the methodology of like 
you know, relationship that people have in the jungle, they have a process typically of fasting and actually staying in silence and um, going into self-isolation and kind of social, literally social distancing um, and working, drinking small amounts of teas while fasting with a specific plant. So in theory, you could develop a very amicable relationship with chamomile um, if you kind of just lock yourself in your room and drink some tea. I, I'm not putting my money on it, but if we wanted to apply that method over to our predicament right now, I think it could be an interesting experience. I'm going to try it. I've got some sleepy time in there. I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Um, Just watch well, out for the laxatives. <laughs> you're telling me. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you, you're working on another book. You've got some time now. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple couple in the oven. Um, good. Yeah. Good. Well, you can fill in the circle behind you, and the future uh, will uh, no doubt start to crystallize in these moments. Um, now, uh, Sophia, do you mind coming back if people have questions about? Uh, Positively, yeah. I, I, I don't okay. mind. I would be happy to. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, Sophia Rockland, thank you for being here. Farewell for now. Okay, we'll talk to you again. That's great. Oh my gosh, I like learning about things virtually and in real space and vegetable television. Um, okay, well, let's, let's, I think it's time to have a little music. Let's have a little music. Elizabeth in the catapult, would you come back for us? There you are, still good. Have you done ayahuasca? I have not done it. Okay, maybe after the show. I have a fear, but I think if Sophia was around, I would feel safe. She seems like a good guide. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, well, we, what are we going to hear? Would you like to play a song? Yes, please. This is a song called Mea Culpa. Okay. <laughs> Imagining a man sits like a statue at his typewriter, trying to think how to begin, how to write his poor wife a final letter. If you are reading this, I'm gone. They locked me up and threw the keys away, my love. Though it is true what I have done, I'm still the man, the man that I was. I am a sinner now it's true and may a culpa for the time I wasted you I swear I never heard a fly I'm gonna miss you love and kisses Thank you. 
Elizabeth and the Catapult, wonderful. Thank you. It's fantastic. Mia Culpa, what album is that on? That's off my last, my latest record, um, which is actually a couple years old now, but it's off of Keepsake. Keepsake. And are you working on some stuff now? Putting together something? Well, you know, I'm tinkering around the house, playing yeah. with my Mellotron, you know? Um, so, Hopefully some of this tinkering will make its way out to your ears sometime. Sounds good. A tinkering with a Mellotron, is that what it's called? That's right. Ah, I like that. And uh, how did your Dungeons and Dragons game go? Um, my Dungeons and Dragons game is... Um... Sounding like that. <laughs> oh, well. And, um, and you know, it's just getting better and better. I'm, I'm getting to know my mythology as a bard elf, and I'm just working on trying to figure out snap camera and to get it work on Zoom so that I can have my actual ears as I'm playing, my elf ears. Oh, yeah. that's, oh that's key. We're working on it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could be a bard elf for us tonight, Elizabeth. This Thank you so for doing that. Uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Okay. Okay, thanks so much. Well, music, poetry, plants. I think it's time to check in on our comedy pals. Uh, <laughs> first up, she's a terrifically funny comedian. Uh, she's one of the hosts of Cutty Gang. She made her Butter Boy debut recently, and she has helped produce a show on ABC's localish. Pooja Reddy is here. Hi. There she is. Hello. Hello. Good evening. How are you doing, Pooja? I'm wonderful. I'm so great after that song. Elizabeth, it's wonderful, so isn't it? Yes. Very impressed. It's a great, great group we have here. Now, uh, how are you celebrating uh, Earth Day? I went on a long walk today. You know, I love to go to my local dog park and just uh, sort of look at the dogs from afar. I yep. try not to get too close because I have been asked to stop doing that. <laughs> There's some slim boys in there. You know, I'm not a big slim boy fan. I like the chunky <laughs> boys. Yes. What was the other one that we heard about? Cockapoodle? Cockadoo? Cocka? What is it? Uh, so, yeah, cockapoo is a dog. Also, um, yeah, golden doodles are, doodles are having a moment right now. Oh, that's, that's wonderful when they do. <laughs> they waited so long. Yeah, truly. Yes. And you know what? They deserved it. If, nobody deserves it more than them. Yeah, that's true. Now, as I understand it, uh, you have been uh, uh, enduring this whole time with a refrigerator that does not work. Is that <laughs> yes. true? Now, yes. what was the thinking there? Just that this doesn't seem hard enough. Your survival skills uh, are in, intact. You want to bring it up a notch. Absolutely. You know, I am sort of like, you know, my struggle is not as bad as everyone else's. So why don't I just try to match that of others? So yep, um, kind of bravely lived without uh, a fridge for three weeks through the quarantine. 
and you know kind of nevertheless she persisted okay yeah. um, I'm still here I do have a list of things that I did find and eat from my freezer that I would love to share with you if uh, I, I'd love to hear it I'd love to hear it I'm so curious yeah of course so viewer don't be alarmed. I I was very well nourished through the the three weeks that I did not have a fridge or freezer or a fridge. Sorry. So these are the things that I ate from my freezer. Apologies, there are sirens. This is New York after all, baby. Okay. So here's the first thing: a bean burrito with "Do not eat" property of Amy written on the front. Even though I don't know an Amy. <laughs> oh, that's mysterious. Yes. Uh, who is she? We'll never know. Okay, some fruit fruit that I purchased when I was going to become a smoothie person before I realized washing a blender is hard. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've just gone ahead and eaten the various parts and attachments of my unwashed blender, which are surprisingly tasty and full of fiber. <laughs> oh, you ate the thing itself? <laughs> The whole thing. And you know oh what? My. I tell you, my digestion has never been better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and here's kind of the last one that yes. I got from like a little Bon Appetit, Allison Roman vibe that I've got going on, you know. Yeah. Um, bones of various animals that I've eaten and just have been meaning to turn into broth. Oh. Well, why wait? Just get right to it. Yeah. You know, put them in the skillet. It's been great. Well, uh, I think that probably answers uh, my next question, which was going to be, what's the worst thing you've had to eat <laughs> during this time? Yeah, definitely the bean burrito for sure. Oh, that. <laughs> Is there anything though that you've made there uh, that um, you just are, are happy to never have to eat again? Like something you've just overdone it with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say that and I'm actually still not off of this yet. Like I, I haven't exhausted it yet, but I really have been eating a lot of tuna salad sandwiches, a lot of veggie quesadillas and um, cottage cheese with some Indian achar, which is like mango pickle. Mm. Very good. Um, it's got a little like tanginess to it, got a little sweetness. It's very good. It sounds nice. Now, have you been complimenting all this with uh, some takeout? I have. I've been trying to um, yeah, support my local businesses. Sure. Definitely every Saturday, my partner and I will order kind of just a ridiculous amount of food. There's really no other way to say it. Um, we'll order from a place that's sort of like a bucket list place that's often hard to either get a reservation or it's, um, yeah, just like kind of tough to get in. So. Hmm. A couple of weeks ago, we had a big order from Hometown Barbecue, the yeah, Red okay. Hook Brooklyn favorite. Yes. yes. Um, this past weekend, we had burgers from Red Hook Tavern, which if you're familiar, it takes a month to get a reservation for that damn burger. So just got right good. on the app, beep, beep, boop. <laughs> you know, I had a cheeseburger at my door and it felt good to support them. That's terrific. Well, you know, what we've been doing is uh, uh, my wife will place the order and then I sneak in uh, a two liter bottle of Coke. <laughs> uh, and that's my treat for the week. And I don't know if you've had this, uh, I don't, maybe Alison Roman has the recipe, but uh, Coke in a glass with an ice cube. Oh, Classic. It's so perfect. Absolutely. It's the little things, Pooja. Totally. The little things. Maybe we can put the recipe online. Um, yeah. But now we... Sophia was, sorry, but Sophia was talking about like ayahuasca and chamomile. And I was like, babe, the only thing I'm doing over here is Coke Zero on ice. So I'm with you. <laughs> That's like my idea of a party. I've been yeah. like, I've been drinking soda with abandon. And soda, it's like diet soda. Oh, well. Reckless abandon. <laughs> You're really going wild over there. <laughs> I'm turning up, Dale. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's I like your spirit. Now, uh, you and I are in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Do you miss Manhattan? Uh, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I will say, actually, I was, you know, I was very excited when you invited me on to the show because it was at the Slipper Room. Yep. Slipper Room is an iconic venue in New York City, uh, in Manhattan uh, specifically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I miss performing in Manhattan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We've been uh, uh, watching all the episodes. This is embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. that We've been watching all the episodes of Glee. And uh, we're now to the point where Rachel and Kurt are in New York. And I just, I tear up every time. So they run through trying to make their choices. So, yeah, you know, um, New York is it's talking about glee and and seeing New York from someone else's perspective who does not live here. It is a bit emotional, you know. Like it means a lot of things to people who live here, of course, but to people who don't live here, and um, it's just like a symbol of sorts. So, yeah, I try not to uh, lose that. Or I try not to like lose sight of that. How long have you been in the city? Oh, 11 years or so, 12 years, something like that. Now, I never thought I'd miss LaGuardia, but I do. I do stand LaGuardia. I will say my partner does often make fun of me and says that I am LaGuardia's PR person, but they just got a little remodel and they're doing good. It's the best. It's the best. They're fighters over there. You know, you're in the number two position. They're just kind of getting... Listen, they're no Newark. <laughs> Thank goodness. But anyhow, <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, yes. Uh, well, it is a weird thing to be so close to Manhattan and then to, to miss it. But uh, my Spotify uh, history right now is a shocking amount of New York state of mind variations. Mm. I can't That's help sweet. it. I might like Billy Joel after this. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Um, uh, you have any good uh, Cry Alone in the Dark songs, Pooja? Whoa. <laughs> I would just thought I'd toss you a light one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um, have cried a lot recently, but yeah, I think um, we all have. Yeah. But you know, what's so funny is that the song that came to my mind was a song that I sort of like was my original cry in the dark song, which um, this is my middle school days fix you by Coldplay. Oh, always would would be my soundtrack when I was crying in middle school. Um, yeah, wow. But in terms of recently, I don't know. I yeah, let's let's stick with "Fix You" by Coldplay. No, I think that <laughs> I think that's all right. And I, you know, don't don't put it on tonight if you can help it. I, I hope sure. not. Um, well, listen, congratulations on the Butter Boy debut. Thank it was you really so great. Much. It's a big comedy show here in New York and uh, always well uh, run a big deal. It's a big deal. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I was very excited and grateful to be asked. That's terrific. And have you been doing more of these shows? Lots on this platform? Comedy's I great have. on Zoom. <laughs> you know, I kind of love talking to my laptop that's propped up on a stool. Right yes. behind it is a lamp that I took from my roommate's room. And then right behind that is my dirty laundry. So kind of <laughs> ideal situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I've been doing quite a few Zoom shows. And, um, you know, I've been doing like two or three a week. And it's, you know, I feel grateful to have a creative outlet. And it's nice, but it's just not the same. I think when I did after I did Butterboy really hit me how much I miss being in front of an audience, how much I miss, just like feeling a mic in my hand. Yeah. This isn't the same. Yeah. Yeah, this, exactly. <laughs> exactly. On my 2008 IBM ThinkPad, okay? <laughs> like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, and have you done any of the uh, uh, Cuddy Gang shows? Yes. So we are doing, yeah, a little bit of a um, background on Kutti Gang for, yes. for the audience. Kutti Gang is a South Asian comedy show that we, re- we feature women, queer, non-binary, trans South Asian performers. And we've been doing an Instagram live on our Instagram every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. So if you head on over there, give us a little follow at Kutti Gang. But yeah, we, we've been doing that, which has been really fun. And uh, again, I don't think that... Uh, I'm very much a comedian who loves to write. Like I love writing. I've never done improv. So for me to do sort of like this Instagram live stuff and just kind of talk on, it's fun, but it's just, uh, I never thought I would do it. I would never, that was never my first form of connection with folks. So yeah, it's, we're we're learning. We're all trying something new. Yeah, exactly. We're adapting. 
Yes, we must. That's what the plants are telling us. <laughs> we we, we are the virus, as we well, often say. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, Pooja, this has been great. I'm so glad that you were able to join us uh, in this virtual way. And uh, maybe we'll see you at the slipper room at some point. I would love that. Or just walking through, we'll see a fountain or maybe at the uh, at LaGuardia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, there's, I don't know if you've ever been here. There's an old bon pan there at LaGuardia. Uh, that's the French pronunciation. And if you get there at the right time, it's right as they're switching over from the oatmeal station to the soup station. So you mm -hmm. get two meals. Okay. I love that. I mean, Sound my good? favorite, yes. I, I, I'll, I'll meet you at the Annie Ann's where I will be having the hot dog wrapped pretzel at 7 a.m. Yes. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Pooja Reddy, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Stay oh, healthy. it's great. Take care. Uh, okay, well, we're checking in with all of our wonderful spirits, and now we're going to head out all the way to the West Coast, to Los Angeles, and conjure up a great actress and voiceover talent and true crime enthusiast and podcaster. Please welcome Janie Haddad Tompkins. Janie. Hi. There you are. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Uh what a wonderful introduction. Thank you. I feel like you know me better than some of my family. <laughs> oh, well, you've been putting out this wonderful podcast, the Staff Homekins show. Thank you. Yes, and, we've been, uh, we, we just start. my husband and I started a quarantine podcast. It's called Stay F Homekins. It's free. So check it out. <laughs> and it's, it's very intimate too. I mean, you just kind of talk about your day and see what's going on. It's a wonderful check-in. <laughs> yes. We've been getting really nice feedback too. People uh, say it's comforting. It is so, very comforting. I agree uh, with that assessment. Have some normalcy. Um, yes. So, and it's comforting for us to have, you know, a half hour of normalcy a week. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, warm wishes for Earth Day, by the way. Thank you. Likewise. And yes. uh, I've been enjoying all of your guests. Everyone was so fun to listen to and talented. And this is a really great experience. This is my first Zoom show. Oh, well, I'm so glad you said yes. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to experience it. <laughs> See what it's like. <laughs> now, uh, with, with Earth Day at hand, do you have the Earth Day garlands up everywhere? Have you oh, decorated? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know that in, um, in Iceland, they have been encouraging their residents to go and hug a tree for um, a few minutes a day yes. that, um, since we are socially or physically, I like prefer to say physically distancing because we are very socially engaged right now. But yes. um, since we are physically distancing, I, I guess it's safe to commune with trees and not, uh, there's no risk of ca catching the coronavirus that way. No, I think Sophia has communed with a lot of trees. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. From what I can tell. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, do you have any, have you been to Iceland, by the way? I have actually been to Iceland. It was one of my, it was one of my favorite um, trips I've ever taken. Yeah, I, it's it's like best. going to Iceland is a trip because what you don't know is everyone um, speaks English and they drive on the same side of the road. So you feel like you're still in America sometimes, but you also feel like you're in um, a state, a, like a giant state park that is all within driving, like all the places you can see are within driving distance. So I take it you have also been, you were nodding in, in recognition. Oh, yes. I'm a very enthusiastic supporter of Iceland. I we love went, Iceland. We were there last year this time and just magnificent. Did it's you see um, Northern Lights? I guess this time you might not. Yes, we were there a, li a little bit earlier, but no, I kept rushing to the window late at night and uh, just saw clouds. <laughs> right. So like sometimes in, when you're in Iceland, if, like we were there um, at the, at, uh, in September or at the end of August and beginning of September and um, the, the days get very long in the, in the summer. So sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night and it's still, you know, bright out. And then right. in the winter, that's when you can sort of go to bed early and still catch the Northern Lights, but yeah. Yes, that's what I was sold on, but I didn't see it. I love their geothermal energy. Oh, yes, <laughs> Jenny, me too. They're very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you don't realize how much it's gonna smell like sulfur everywhere though, but it does. 
Yeah, but I'm used to that because I grew up in South Carolina and um, we have um, a lot of marshland in okay. Charleston where I grew up. And um, there is a phenomenon there called pluff mud. I don't know if you've ever heard of pluff mud. I but am sad to say like, I have not. It's very uh, sulfur rich. So the air sometimes will smell like at low tide um, when the mud is left behind, when the water goes out. Um, it smells like rotten eggs, but it's yeah. actually a very, um, I find it a pleasant, comforting smell because it reminds me of, of Charleston and it's such a beautiful place, but a lot of people would think it would smell pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes nature is gross. It is, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's just what happens. Um, now, uh, you don't strike me as some, and, and forgive me for assuming anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, know you, but uh, it doesn't seem like you would be the kind to take uh, ayahuasca or uh, hallucinogenics, but, but <laughs> per perhaps you have experience with that. I have not taken ayahuasca, but I have had um, a curiosity about it. And I would definitely with Sophia, but um, I think it would have to be with someone like Sophia and not. Although I did hear um, that there's some kind of shaman in Glendale, which is not far from the, my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I like try to look this person up on Yelp or something, but um, I didn't get a lot of information. So. I think I might ask Sophia before I just go on a Yelp review of a shaman in Glendale. But I, I don't like um, being <laughs> nauseous and I know like you throw up and I know I, I would throw up because I throw up a lot, but uh, that is, that's a bear. That's a startup cost for me. <laughs> yes. No, I think we're on the same page as far as yeah. that goes. <laughs> that's uh, now, um, uh, I gather that, uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, I gather from listening to the show yes. that, uh, you and my wife have something in common in that you're both married to uh, people who are very much addicted to the animal crossing game. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am married to, uh, uh, my husband is addicted to Animal Crossing. Or yes. he, he is, during the pandemic, this is a pandemic, this is a new pandemic uh, occurrence. <laughs> yes, yes, something about it appeals to children and uh, uh, men uh, in, of advanced age. It does have really calming sound, sounds. <laughs> it does. I think, yeah. I like that it's a video game. I, I'm not really into video games. I have no judgment about them. I just, sure. I feel like they're foreign to me. But um, when I know he plays these other games that have a lot of like uh, fighting sounds and I like the Animal Crossing sounds a lot <laughs> more yes. like I, I'm basically like, you can turn that up. Like that could be background, like could be white noise for, for me, like working or, you know, whereas the I, other games are, they don't provide that. Wait yes, not soothing in the show. I bet yeah. there is a soundtrack that you could probably listen to as well. Uh, and, you know, uh, being from the South, I thought you'd be interested to know this. Just had a Southerner move to my island. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't trust yeah. that person. Don't oh, trust no? Person. Okay, she, she's a horse. <laughs> she and, probably, uh, she, oh. she calls me sugar all the time, and she, she's uh -huh. always sitting by the river drinking mint juleps. That's seductive. I would be careful. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Now, you and I are in the elite tier of show business in that we do voiceovers, <laughs> and uh, no one is more respected than us, of course. Uh, I wonder if you did any uh, voices for uh, video games. You know, it's funny. I do audition occasionally for video games. I've never done one, and I just today, I told my husband, I was like, I'm never going to get hired for a video game. I just feel like it's, it's not going to be my, my sweet spot. You know? Yeah. Like, Do you get the, I get the auditions too. And it always, maybe you get the same ones, but they're uh, probably, we go out for a lot of the same parts, but the, you get the things and it's like a picture of the character. Yeah. Which is always like a, a magic elf coveting a dagger or a kind <laughs> right. of reluctant dwarf. You know, I don't think he's reluctant about being a dwarf. There's nothing you can do about that. He's just, that's what their species is, is short, but may, he's seen so much in battle you know, that he's reluctant to go in. And then you have to make all the noises of them being in a fight. And it's, yeah. I always think about my neighbors during. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like the, you might get a knock. I might get a knock. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, or a yeah. little note slipped oh. under the door. Yes. And then you would be like, hey, I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hire me. 
<laughs> hey, I auditioned for this in uh, alone in my room and the cops came. So you should hire me. <laughs> right, right. Get my agent yeah, on the phone. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now, have you perfected any quarantine cocktails? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, for me, just a simple vodka martini, um, because I still have olives right now. Oh, Um, good. And so I love... naturally occurring or you have a jar? I have a jar. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, although I am in California. um, Although I think it takes a really long time for olives to, to grow. That's another like question for like Sophia. Like seven years or something to produce. <laughs> yeah, it seems and then hard. I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> with it because <laughs> you'd have to brine the. I don't know. I love olives, and I love yeah. a, a cold vodka martini. Not a gin drink, drinker. I've tried. Well, see, that's why I like to have a six o'clock Negroni. Oh, that's nice. That's my quarantine special. That's a nice. You know, one. Uh, you know what I miss is um, I'd love to have a Sazerac, but I don't know how to have oh. the thick, thick things for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Got to have a little. Uh, That's a good drink, though, right? Do you like that it one? It is a good. I do like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you need an absinthe wash for that? What, what really yeah. makes it? Yeah. You do. Oh, oh, friend. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pulled from the back of the brain during quarantine. <laughs> he remembers how to make a Sazerac. <laughs> So, well, uh, generally, uh, everything okay in Los Angeles? I, I, I am jealous that you can go outside. Have you been able to go out and uh, see nature, uh, enjoy yes. it? Yes. Um, we walk in our neighborhood as um, suggested, you know, instead of going to these public places. Um, and we're lucky. We live in kind of a quiet neighborhood and um, have been able to get out and do that. Um, other than that, I don't know. It just feels this is such a weird experience for everybody. And it feels like, you know, you know that people are out there having a hard time of things and you feel helpless because you can't because the best thing to do is to stay away. Yeah. Yes. Stay away. So it's kind of a a weird counterintuitive um, instinct. Right, because you would want to rush in. How can I help? How can I make this better? Uh, I have nothing but time and resources, and then you can't uh, really make. And even if you are like, you know, a busy person, like a lot of times, just sort of the way that you might make the world better is by, you know, really positive interactions with others or strangers. And you're not really. And then if you see a stranger, you might have a mask, and you're far away, so you can't really be like, "Hey, are you?" doing okay over there do you have someone to bring you stuff are you you know you it's it's a very strange uh unnatural feel feeling that's why i had to host a live show so i could talk to strangers see their (laughs) faces i mean it's (laughs) funny how there are some kind of positive elements that have have come out of this but um it's also hard to not know the end Absolutely, absolutely. Which but we I don't do always know the end of any, I mean, of anything, but. It's true. It's like that uh, poster. All the time. The Tibetan yeah. circle. The future is yet to be written. But I do admire that you've got, you, you're committed to working on some projects and to being creative during this time. It's okay if people aren't doing that. Let me be Oh, clear. yeah. People can just curl up and listen to Coldplay if they need to. But uh, <laughs> if, if, if you can, if, if that's your inclination, uh, I've been, I've been, Happy to see that you've been able to do that. Well, it's funny because I guess I needed crisis to do that for me because most of the time when we're not in a crisis, I'm laying around binging (laughs) Netflix. Like I'm doing the things that we're being told to stay home and do when we're not in a crisis. So it was funny how the crisis like reversed things for me. And I was like, I'm going to write a script. I'm going to, you know, whatever, like return all these emails. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, some, some, some actions are small. So I guess like maybe I need to be constantly living in a state of crisis or something. I wouldn't go too far down that road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's pull back a little bit. Jane, I'll find out when I do my ayahuasca with Sophia. It'll this, tell me. It'll I think when we me. all do that session, uh, <laughs> it's going to be pretty informative for all of us. Okay. That's great. Well, uh, Janie, this has been so, so lovely. Thank you for, for joining us Thank and you for, for hanging around. Um, and uh, now I think uh, we, we've reached the end. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to, the, the podcast is Stay of Homekins. You can get it for free where? 
Oh, we are, I think, on every, pretty much every external platform for podcasts. Uh, Just put Apple, it in there. Yeah, Stitcher, Spotify, yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's been a delightful and uh, uh, time. It has been a delightful time. Okay. Now, uh, are we all feeling good uh, out there, feeling a little better? I've enjoyed uh, this time with you and with my guests. I'd like to uh, thank them all now. Janie Haddad Tompkins and Pooja Reddy, Sophia Rocklin, Sadie Dupuis, Elizabeth in the Catapult. My thanks to Good Orbit for putting this together. Hey, can we bring everyone back if they're still here? We'll say We'll do a little group wave. Oh, yes. There we go. And the animation at the top is Leanne Rule with some music by Simon Haynes. And Jennifer Deborah did our great il illustrations uh, for the show. And um, uh, this has been great. I wish everybody a safe time of it. Uh, be, be well, be healthy, and remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Good night, everybody. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.